Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to the Fly With Us podcast. This podcast is bringing the art of self-love, self-care, mental health care and protection, life lessons, love lessons, and everything in between. I am Lady Bounce, and today I am joined by the Robin J. Vett Mobley, host of Age No Factor and Real Talk with Robin, radio host extraordinaire. So thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for the intro. (laughs) So for our Mindfulness Minute today, awareness of aging and death. I allow my pain and suffering to make me more compassionate toward others. I accept this body, even though it causes me pain and discomfort. I accept my nature as a creature on this earth, and I embrace all aspects of my journey. This body that you have known so well will eventually degrade to some degree. You will have some type of pain or disability. Your mind, too, will change. You will forget things, important things, until it seems like there is more forgetting than remembering. You might even feel like a rag doll that has been patched a thousand times with stuffing for brains. Maybe this has already happened to you. Or maybe it is happening slowly and imperceptibly. <laughs> but aging and death are still existential realities for us, although we have medicine and technology that may be able to slow the process as we for humans who walk the earth. This day, you may experience your body as a good and faithful friend, or you may experience it as a hostile force working against you. You may feel happy about your body, or you may hate your body. Whatever feelings you have, take time to sit with them at this time. Work toward acceptance of your physical form. Work toward acceptance of pain and disability. Do those things that you can do to improve your situation, but do not torture yourself for what lies beyond your control. So with that being said, you have an interesting uh, way of looking at age and you said age no factor so tell us about age no factor what is that okay so um, first let me say I love what you just read you know when you were reading it I was thinking you know that's kind of like a little bit that falls within my campaign age no factor right yeah so I basically I, I basically I don't know if you did that on purpose but I loved it <laughs> but um I basically started age no factor because I was married for 23 years. And so when I was married, I had four children. And so I basically devoted most of my time with my children, even though I was still doing radio television, I was the president of the school board, I was doing everything right. So I ended up getting sick and I almost died. And so what happened was I had to start making choices and sacrifices like for my, you know, myself really think about myself. I think about others a lot. So I ended up um, getting off the school board, you know, just, just, I kind of stopped a lot of stuff. And so one day I said, I I think I was going to turn 40 and I said, you know, I still have goals, dreams, and visions and things that I want to do. Is it too late for me? So I was walking, I was in Atlanta and I was visiting my aunt and I was walking in her neighborhood and God said to me, age is no factor. When he said age is no factor, it was like, age is no factor. Age is no factor. So within saying that, it doesn't matter about the tragedies you've been through, about the fact that you're still a grandmother or you've had children when you were you know, young and you think it's too late. The whole campaign about age no factor is that it's not too late to still pursue your goals, dreams, and visions. 
age is no factor. It doesn't matter about your disability. It doesn't matter about your size, your color, your race. You still can. So I started pushing this campaign. And as I started pushing, you remember Tommy from the Martin Show? Mm-hmm. He said to me, he said, Jay, you need to start filming that. So we started filming it and started going like around the United States. And I started getting different sponsors and salons to make over the women and men. They will write me their story. So that's, I'm in short. I know I got a short time. Okay. So in short, that's kind of how Age No Factor started. I love it. So with that, why do you think it's important for women to embrace their beauty no matter what their age? I mean, I think I'm still pretty fly. I'm kind of old, but I think I'm fly. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. I'm going to tell you why. We as women, we're so giving um, towards others, whether it's our spouse, whether it's our children, whether it's our sister and our brothers. And, you know, so sometimes we forget about ourselves or a lot of times we feel like, is it selfish to think about ourselves? So I always say at one point in time in your life, you have to have a selfish moment. If you don't have one selfish moment towards yourself, you know, with what your happiness is about, what your health is about, what your goals are about, dreams about, you'll never get there. You'll never get there. So with the whole age, no factor, when I bring the women together, I bring women that have like, that are really excelling. It could be a celebrity. It could just be a woman in general that went through a lot, but now, you know, she's changed her life. And then I bring women that have written me stories that are going through things or feel like their body or feel like they're not beautiful, whatever. So in the process of making these women up, all of them are joined together. So that's conversation. They're inspiring each other. Um, you're getting a makeover. Then, then you're doing a photo shoot to show you're still beautiful. So it's this whole thing of people don't realize it's like therapy that you're getting them to realize and understand that you're still somebody special. You're still somebody beautiful. You know what I'm saying? So it's just the way we kind of do it a little bit. Yeah, I, um, I had the, the privilege of watching my mother actually participate and what it did for her and the other women just sitting back watching. It was incredible. And my mom is like, I met new friends and, and we're going to get together and have lunch. And now I have somebody else I can call on the phone. And I was like, wow all of this from a makeover and a photo shoot and of course you know we pick with our with our mom and we're like well you ain't that cute anyway but I mean I guess if Robin said you cute you must be all right and she was like oh I am fly let me show you why and she really really enjoyed herself as did the other women and to watch um those women from all those different walks of life be celebrated that was just incredible and I was like I want to look like that when I'm 60 I can look like that. Like, it's not too late for me to to get it together and be my own kind of beautiful, which is really what's important is that we're not sticking to somebody else's standard of beauty. I can be my own kind of beauty right where I am. And then if I choose to fix it or change something, then I got that freedom too, but I don't have to. I'm still just as important and just as wonderful you know, as I am, you know, beautifully and wonderfully made, as they say. So I just, that was amazing, amazing, amazing. So let's talk about, yeah, so let's talk about your show, Real Talk with Robin. I've caught quite a few episodes and I'm like, 
I feel like you and I had some secret conversations or something, and you was just putting all my business out there. Like, is she listening to me? Yeah. Why, why did you say that? <laughs> I mean, I like and, you know, watching it. Like, how do you choose your topics? Because I know you you've really been talking about you know health and beauty and and you know precautions for COVID and stuff like that. I'm like, wow, like she's. You just talk about everything. Like, what what makes you choose the topics that you choose? Um, well, let me say this: the top, you know, my show is Real Talk Real Robin, right? Mm. And I, it's named that because I believe in keeping it real when it comes to anything. My topics, like I, like you said, you've been watching some of my shows. When you watch the news, you'll see that they'll say certain things. I go beyond those certain things. Like, this is really what's going on. This is really what's going on in the nursing home. This is really what's going on with your husband, your wife, your kids. Your... And it's just like, um, I, I pray first when you ask about the topics. I pray first. Um, and whatever I'm feeling strong about, you'll see me pop on and really talk about it. Um, but I do pray first. I do a lot of research on a lot of topics that I do talk about. And um, I prefer to talk about things that people don't talk about or if they talk about it I prefer to go more into to depth with it I want to have a dialogue with the people I just don't want to come on Facebook just to be coming on Facebook no I want you to think about what I'm talking about I I talk about things that are thought-provoking Marsha Bonhart said one day I, I I posted something and my she said her phone was just blinging off because people were commenting and it's um I did it not necessarily because I'm going through some of those things, but somebody around the world is going through some of those things and we're going to talk about it. Just like when I talked about most people didn't know that, that your parents worked so hard. And if they end up getting like on Medicaid, I don't know if you saw, saw that show on Medicaid that after you're 55, they will wait until you pass away. You think you're going to leave your house to your, your kids and Medicaid takes the house because they put a link, you know, it's stuff that people would never know about or think about that I will bring up just to say, pay attention to this, pay attention to that. And I've always been like that, whether on the school board, from doing WDAO, all the other shows or whatever. I just believe in telling the truth and telling it like it is. Well, I can definitely appreciate it. And, and watching your shows, I feel like you're talking to me as opposed to, you know, talking at me or, you know, talking above me, like, oh, I know so much and you know so little. It really did feel like you were in my living room and we were having a good conversation over some tea. Like, well, girl, let me tell you, and this is why. And, and I just, I really, I love that part. I love the, the fact that you do get real about it. You are personal. And, you know, you were easy to, easy to listen to because I'm like, well, I mean, it is like having a conversation with, with the big sister or something because, Mm -hmm. it's real and it's raw and it's factual which is really really important because a lot of times when we are you know watching the tv news it's skewed to one view or another it's not you know equal and even so yours was definitely balanced i was like i i like this i have to you know make sure i hit the follow button so it pops up in my feed so i see it all the time uh Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, even with the music, I don't know if you notice sometimes, like sometimes I'll start off before I even speak, I'll play music. It may be just one song because either I'll feel in my spirit that, you know, somebody's going through something and I'll play certain songs or I'll play an old school song or, and it's just, um, 
I don't know. I just like you said, I feel like like me and you are having a conversation right now. It's like I'll be at your house. We just having a talk and we having a conversation. And so when I come on live, I always present myself that way because that's who I am. So when you really meet me, you're really meeting me. You're not meeting people like when they're on the reality shows and they're doing this and doing that. No, I'm like that. Like I pulled up, I'll tell you a story real quick because I know you have a timeline. I um, pulled up at McDonald's one day, right? On Main Street. When I did that, this guy was the manager there. And he said, oh my God, oh my God, that's JVet. that's JVet." He comes running out. He said, you look like you do, um, you know, on there. He said, I was like, she can't be this beautiful. She can't always look like this or she can't speak like that or be that nice. And he said, you're just like, you know, when you come on, you know, your show already. I mean, it is what it is when you see me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can, I can definitely appreciate that. Cause I mean, sometimes people get so caught up in their titles and the things that they do that they forget that, you know, you were once a human like the rest of us, you know? So yeah. Yeah. I know I appreciate that. I know my mom definitely appreciates it. And cause she talks about you often she's like you know robin i just i just love her we're i'm like mom she's like a superstar you can't be on a first name basis with her she's like that is my friend i'm like yes she can yes she can (laughs) whatever i was last time she's a star i don't i don't know about you but you know she was like that's my friend so you say star i say sister and friends i said okay mom i can't i can't argue with that one with you because i definitely feel it i definitely feel your spirit and even now like you know through this I'm I'm like I'm a feeling like I'm like this is like it is like a conversation with my big sister like, oh so you can call me big sis I like you <laughs> yeah see I'm too I'm too old to be your daughter because I'm an old lady so we ain't gonna talk about that well how old are you in my 40s how old are you? <laughs> I'm in my 40s I'm uh, an adult child <laughs> oh, well you look beautiful you're beautiful <laughs> Okay, so let's switch gears a little bit. It's kind of a, a downer, but you and I both became members of a club that nobody wants to be a part of, and that is the Daddy's Girls with No Daddies. So you lost your mom and your dad this year, which is yeah. incredibly yeah. sad. So what kind of yeah. what kind of things are you doing to heal, and what tips do you have for other people that are healing from the same things? Okay. Well, first, um, I lost my, let me say this. I lost my mom first, February um, the 4th. And then I lost my Aunt Bev, which was my mother's sister, um, April the 4th. And then I lost my Aunt Kathy, May the 8th, which was my mom's sister. And then I lost my father, August the 8th. So it was a few family members, you know, that I lost like, you know, within that. And I, if you saw, I came on my social sites crying like everybody else would when you lose your mother and your father. I had moments where I came on, I told you how I felt, but I also wanted to encourage you because I believe that trouble doesn't last always. One thing I always told everybody and I told myself, there isn't a time limit on mourning. Nobody can tell you how long to mourn for your father or your mother or anything like that. So I made sure that when people would say, oh, they try to brush you up. Oh, okay. Well, you know, at some point you got to get better. Yes, you, you, you're going to get better. I promise everybody you'll get better, but you're always going to feel like something's missing. That was your dad. You know what I'm saying? That was your mother. 
But I will say this, be very careful because we have to be real. You have to be very careful though, because you can get into depression. You can, people try to kill themselves. People won't eat. People go through a lot of things. And so what I started doing for myself and my healing process is, I thought about how much my dad loved me, how much my mother loved me, and they wouldn't want me not to eat. They wouldn't want me to stay curled up in the bed. My mother wouldn't want me to stop pursuing my goals and dreams and pushing age factor. She wouldn't want my death to cripple me. None of them, none of their intention is that. Trust me, I'm I'm more than sure when they're passing, they're talking to God about us. You know, are they going to be okay or whatever? You know what I'm saying? Before they leave, I'm more than sure that they do that. So, but for the love of what they have for us, we have to learn and you have to learn that your dad loved you and I can't die. Like I didn't die with him. You know what I'm saying? I have to live. So I've started. One, let me back up. One of the things I did do to help myself get through this, I listened to nothing but gospel music and I prayed a lot. And um, I had to start instead of thinking of the memories that of what I went through, like my dad died from COVID and being out there at his window and just all those things. I had to start thinking about the things when I grew up as a daughter and the things that my dad did with me, the conversations, the phone calls. So it started drowning out a little bit that pain that I was feeling. And I started feeling like this love for my parents. So now you actually see me speaking more again, you know, on Facebook and on my social sites, because I'm starting to channel that pain into the love that I had for them or that I have for them. And that I know that they had for me. And that's working. I still cry. I had a moment um, earlier but then at the same time, whatever I do now is for them. Whatever you do, whatever you do with your radio, whatever you do in your life, you are a part of your father. I am a part of my father. You know what I'm saying? So I'm still living and I have to live and I have to be happy. And, and, and um, does it hurt sometimes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, my dad just passed. For you. Your dad just passed. It, it, it does. I'm not going to lie. It does. But. I have to live. We have children. I have grandchildren. I have a calling on my life and I have to live. I just have to keep living. You know, I don't think that, you know, the more that I think about it, my dad, I was so hurt about my dad, you know, the COVID and everything. I was just really hurt. I'm not going to lie. And, um, but I'm starting to channel that a whole different way. That, that is yeah. good. And, and, you know, a lot of this, the stuff you were saying, are, those are the same things I'm doing. And and now that there's, you know, been a little bit of space there, I'm filling that space with like journaling and looking at pictures and, you know, like they say a picture's worth a thousand words. So I'm putting a thousand words on those pictures and, and those moments are, you know, just times where he was being goofy and I got it on camera. Like, Oh, I remember when I went over there and this day we took this picture. I didn't even want to take a picture and he grabbed me and made me take the picture. So that has definitely been, been helpful. And then, like you said, I have to remember at the end of the day, everything that he taught me and everything that he, he showed me like that was, that wasn't in vain. Like he showed me those things and told me those things for a reason. And I'm, I'm able to channel and use those things to be able to, to get, you know, 
to heal better and to get past the pain part of losing him because we I've DJ with my dad since I was 10 years old. So we had those moments where it's just me and him. And for the whole time that we're DJing this party, I had my daddy to myself for six or seven hours, even though we were, you know, quote unquote working, we were having conversations in between and talking about music and, and all of that. So now I'm getting to that part. I'm getting to the happy of it's okay. And I'm going to be okay. And I have to be okay because he would want nothing less for me, you know, than to be okay, you know, and, you know, your parents prepare you for, for everything except for how to be without them. And so I lost my grandfather in March and then I lost my dad in October. So I started to focus then on my mom, like as hard as, as, as I am, my mom lost her father and her husband in the same year. So now my focus went to, you know, checking on my mom and are you okay? Did you eat today? How are you? Because I know how it, it hit me and I know how it affected me, but it's got to hit her a hundred times worse because this was her husband of 44 years and this was her father for her whole life. So having that calling of that calling and that purpose of I got to look out for my mom, I got to take care of my mom now, that helps. And sharing the stories with my mom and jokes and stuff. It is, is, is helping with the healing for her, us, you know, my siblings and, and my children. So, yeah, it's, it's all right. To, yeah, you're going to be all right, beautiful. You're going to be okay. But let me say this. I hear a lot of people saying that their, their, um, excuse me, their parents or their loved one taught them how to live with them, but didn't teach them how to live without them. Right. Mm. So I've heard a lot of people say well, I have to say that my mother taught me how to live without her. Now, there was times we didn't want to talk about it, but she would sit us down. There's one day I'm not going to be here. And it started from her introducing me to Jesus Christ to let me know that when she's gone, he's with me. You know what I'm saying? So, But she always would talk to us about it, you know, and everything. And so I, I can remember when, um, <clears throat> excuse me, a couple of years before she passed, she called my sister and I over there and she wanted to talk about the wheel, talk about this, talk about that. And we just didn't want to talk about it. You know, you don't want to talk about it when they talking about things like that. But I feel like mother prepared me because when she left, I didn't have my dad to call because not too long after she left, my dad called, but I had Jesus. I had the word. I had the gospel music to listen to, too, because that's all my mother did with, she would, um, do praise and worship throughout the house. That's all we remember when we was kids. We'd be outside down the street and you could hear my mom in the house singing and people would say, who's that singing? It would be our mother. So she taught me a lot. And I think, um, I don't, I, I think if my mother was never saved or never told me about Jesus or never told me about none, I probably could have had a breakdown. I, I probably, probably could have. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. So... <laughs> I have to say, you know, thank you for for your diligence and everything that you that you do. I've been watching your series. As you said, your dad passed from COVID. My dad passed from complications of COVID. So he actually beat COVID, but it was all the after effects of COVID that he, you know, was not able to beat. So you've been very diligent through your social media platforms talking about, you know, being being cautious, wearing your mask 
being, you know, protective and using common sense. And, and you said something yesterday that I was like, yes. And you said, just because you're over COVID doesn't mean that it's over. So I, I think with you saying it and saying it that way, people are starting to get it. So what do you have to say to those people who are, who are to the point where they have COVID fatigue, if you will? Like, I'm just, I'm so tired, I'm over it. You know, what kind of words of advice do you have for people to keep taking the precautions? Because it's very real, it is very serious. But people don't seem to think so. One of the things that I, I start off with when I'm talking to someone about COVID is I share my pain. I share my pain of standing outside nine hours of hospice at my dad's window. I share the pain of um, <clears throat> watching him go through what he went through, right? Um, but I also, within me sharing my pain, I try to educate as well with what's going on. But at the same time, I try to talk calm, but that at the same time, you have to talk to knuckleheads. And that's the truth. If you have to keep talking to them and keep talking to them, like when you mentioned yesterday, when I came on yesterday, what did I call people? I called the people that know that, that you have COVID and you go around other people, you're a murderer. It's attempted murder. If you go into work and you know that you have COVID and someone catches it, you know, and they end up dying, you kill somebody. And so I said that somebody has to keep it real and tell the truth of what, what is going on. And I bet, you know what? I got a lot of inboxes. People was like, I never thought about it like that. Nobody's trying to kill nobody. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's, cause you're trying to be nice. The media is trying to be nice. Wear your mask. The governor, please wear your mask. Please do this and please do that. I had it. I came on and said, look, if you don't do these things and you cause someone to get it, you've committed murder. I had so many people inbox me. I never really looked at it like that. Why? Because everybody's talking to them all nice. Just do this, just do that. And I don't know. I just, it was on my mind that day. That's why I came on here. <laughs> I like it. So with everything that, that you do, I know that you are a very spiritual person and, and it shows in everything you do. And even when you are talking to the knuckleheads, it's still with the spirit of, of love and of kindness, but, but it's real. And I yes. love that. So what do you do for self-care to keep yourself in line <clears throat> Um, first I have to remind myself that I love myself. That's, that's the top of the thing. I love myself. And if I love myself, I have to take care of myself. And within taking care of myself, that's talking about health wise, you know, working out, eating right, um, mentally making sure that I'm right. And when I say mentally making sure yourself is right is peace is very important. And the older that I get, I understand how important peace is. And which means that some of us allow so much to be around us that um, half of the stuff we're going through isn't even our stuff. We're going through stuff because of other people. We all upset and in pain and blood pressure going up because of somebody else. So I've taught myself self-peace, like what's important, you know, like, you know, it's okay to to be there, you know, but you got to learn that self peace for yourself. That's really important. Um, Self-care for me also is um, faith. That's a self-care for me. And when I say faith, applying faith is because it's teaching myself every day 
that no matter what it looks like, it shall be something different. So if I'm in a situation or going through something, trouble doesn't last always. So I'm not going to always be in that situation. So I've taught myself that whatever I go through, where's my faith? Keep my faith. So that's part of my, for me, my self-care. So it's my faith. Let me see the peace. Um, I do believe trouble doesn't last always. And um, part of my self-care is telling myself that even though I am getting seasoned, older, as they would say, is that my age doesn't matter. It's just a number that is way you know, above somebody else's. So I tell myself every day, my age doesn't matter. So I may feel pain in my body um, sometime or you know, like we do when you get a little older, but your age is not a factor. Like I'm, I'm thinking about going back to school to be attorney. So, and I'm 52. So I've had a com conversation with myself. Like you can do this. You, you know, you can do this. So within self-care, it's like really talking to yourself, like mentally and everything with this COVID and stuff going on. People are really going through some mental, mental issues, you know, depression and things like that. I believe in talking to yourself, talk to yourself a good way. So part of my self-care is motivating myself, praying, like I said, listening to the word. And um, um, if you're too busy to read the word, get you a, um, a talk Bible. So a lot of times I'm busy and I'm moving around and I play the talk Bible, you know, so you can have that in you and within your heart and your strength. So those are just some little things as far as like even taking care of your skin and, you know, your hair and love on yourself. So part of self-care is learning how to love on yourself, every stretch mark, every birth, every sagging boob because you had kids, you know, everything, you know, that happened with you. If you were uh, a domestic violence survivor, every scar, every black eye, everything, learn to love yourself and care for yourself. So that's just short. I, I, I love <laughs> all of that. So before we get into the brain science and wrap this up, where can we find you? Okay, sure. So I'm on Facebook um, as Robin J. Vet Mobley, and it's R O B I N J V E T M O B L E Y. Um, age No Factor on Facebook, Age No Factor Twitter, Age No Factor um, Instagram, and I'm the J Vet as well on Instagram, T H E E J V E T. I like it. And I, I have to follow you on Instagram, but I follow you on Facebook definitely. And I have to follow you okay. from our Twitter page. So as we wrap it up, okay. for our brain science today, we have major tips for aging gracefully and beautifully. So you mentioned quite a few in your self-care. Getting your beauty sleep. It's important to get seven to eight hours of sleep every night if you can. But you really should. I have to work on that. Stay hydrated. One way to remain youthful is to sip nature's natural elixir, which is water. Drink plenty of water. It will prevent dry skin, wrinkles, and ensure your hair, nails, and skin remain soft and supple. Eat as much fresh foods as possible. Wear your sun protection. We have some kind of misnomer that Black people don't need sunscreen, and yes, we do. You need an, an SPF <laughs> of at least 15 to 30. So, yes, black don't crack, but we can make sure that it stays smooth while it doesn't crack. If you smoke, quit smoking. I know that that's really hard, but there are cessation programs out there. There's apps for it. There's an app for that. 
So smoking ages you more than you realize inside and outside of your body. So exercise mm-hmm. regularly, which is something that you said. Skip refined sugar if all possible. Eat natural fruits, natural candies. Lots of those things have natural mm-hmm. sugar. Moisturize. Uh, I know you know Dr. Karen Townsend and she has a book and it says it all started when I forgot to put on lotion. Got to put on that lotion. Take that time. Rub yourself. Rub every nook and cranny. Every one of those stretch marks deserves some love and care. And when you moisturize, that's exactly what you're doing. Then eat good Mm -hmm. fats. Eat, you know, nuts, proteins, things that are are healthier for you because we still need fats. We don't need a lot of it, but we need some. And my favorite one from this list focus on the positive there's something to be said about those who take a glass half full position in life they are happy the more you smile and focus on the positive the more you avoid stress banish drama yes and remain looking and feeling younger than your actual number age i love it i love it too i'm like this this whole the whole show is just like like it all flows so perfectly it was it was just incredible yeah, so, I love it. So with that, thank you for coming on and joining us. Everybody You're welcome. Make sure you search her on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on all the social medias. You can find us on social media as well. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, YouTube, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. And you can always email us at flywithusla at gmail.com. I'm Lady Bounce, and on behalf of Fly With This Podcast, thank you, Miss Robin. And we will see you next week. Thank you.